Because when people are not well in their relational life, when people suffer relational pain, or when they don't have a relational well-being, it directly affects every other part of their life. That's Esther Perel. And this is The Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Thursday. I am thankful for you joining me today as we have couples therapist, author, speaker, and relationship expert, Esther Perel, back on the show. And her message in today's clip is tailored more to a business audience. But regardless of the type of audience that she presents to, the core message is the same. And that is that without relational success, you will never reach your highest level of excellence. Here's Esther Perel. Enjoy. What happens in a lot of the conferences that talk about disruption and innovation is that the word of relationship, the world of relationship, is really left out. I was here two years ago at another event, and there were 10 moonshots about transportation, about food, about fashion, about environment, about AI, about cybersecurity, about education, you name it. And I had taken a picture of those 10, and I said, isn't there something missing? Every single one of these major societal transformations will deeply affect the way that we relate to each other. Every time there has been a new means of communication, it has profoundly changed relationships between closed ones, between not just trade relationships, family relationships, couple relationships, the ability to meet people outside of one's own street. How is it possible that we're leaving relationships out of it? Especially when we know that in the world of startups, about 65% of the companies don't make it because the relationships between the people go sour. And if we know that at this point, you can have a very good company, but if you don't motivate the people, inspire them, make them feel that they matter, make them feel that what they're doing there is meaningful and comes together with the emotional dimension of their life, ultimately, there will not be much loyalty. And loyalty and trust and commitment and freedom are foundational experiences in all relational systems, romantic and otherwise. So I go back to say it is the quality of our relationships that determines the quality of our lives. Your relationships are your story. Write often and edit well. And this is true at all our relational life. So what I thought I would do, instead of take the full time, is ask you to react with me to what you're hearing here. You know, when people need to talk about relationships, it can often be quite uncomfortable. So feel comfortable and just say, I have a friend. You know, there's, there's, I know somebody. Someone once told me. But 
When you think about your relationships, yourself, how accountable do you find yourself? How many of you would say that you give the best of yourselves to your work, to your endeavors, to your philanthropies, and you often bring the leftovers home? How many of you have people that you owe an apology to for a long time? How many of you would probably say that you have spent a lot of meaningful time helping others, but often away from the people that are closest to you and that make it possible for you to be there doing your other things? How much relationship accountability do we have these days? One of the things that the digital and the technologies has created for us is that it has offered us a situation that is often called stable ambiguity. It's probably one of the most interesting positions at this moment. In stable ambiguity, I have a way of staying connected, but not too much that I lose my freedom and and just enough that I don't feel completely alone. The words for stable ambiguity have to do with icing and simmering, and then the big level of closure, of, of diminishment of accountability is ghosting. Ghosting people have always been rejected, but there is a way today in which I can be one minute with you around 300 texts back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with all the shots up in my brain that I need to, and then one minute I'm erased, deleted. And this tension between how disposable we feel, how commodified we often are, how much we look for partners the way we apply for jobs, and at the same time, a desperate need to still feel that we matter, that we, that we are seen, that we can have our page liked and stuff like that. It's these two tensions that we are experiencing today. We have never felt as small and never wanted to feel as big. And small comes with individualism, with loneliness. Every book on relationship these days is going to talk about belonging or the loss thereof and loneliness. Loneliness that has become, you have a new minister for loneliness in the UK. And in the US, it is surpassed obesity as the most important public health crisis. Because when people are not well in their relational life, when people suffer relational pain or when they don't have a relational well-being, it directly affects every other part of their life. Their physical health, their ability to be productive, their ability to show up at work, their ability to be attentive to others. It's not the way that we've often thought the other way around, that it is the physical health that creates stress. Nothing as a marker more than health insurance is, is, the, is the primary determinant of health and physical health than our emotional well-being. All of us who are going to be in the, sp- the sphere of innovation, when you think, when you develop an AI, when you know that the more diverse it will be, the more attuned to our emotions, and we know that this is where the brush is at this moment. How much can we get an emotion out of a robot? How much response can we get? Yesterday I was hearing that it's not bad that the robot would know how to talk to you when you are angry because the robot has been programmed to know exactly what it is that, that it needs to say to you so that it would soothe you. The problem is that empathy, connection, is not when I know that you've been programmed. It's when I know that you are deeply listening to me and that you care enough to want to give me a different response. And that quality of connection is what we cannot forget when we go ahead to program things. So 
as a closure to this conference, I think that we are, I'm not the last one, but uh, we are to reaching the end. Um, since Jason was saying that we were also going to imply the sexuality piece, this is one little checkup for you. How many of you, the last thing you touch before you go to bed is your phone? How many of you, the first thing you touch when you wake up is your phone? Okay. And how many of you have a person next to you while you're doing this? All right. Change it. Thank you. Big thanks to Esther Perel for stopping by. I got this clip from YouTube and it is entitled How Relationships Have Become Chaotic. Esther Perel, Google Zeitgeist. And if you'd like to connect with her, you can go to her website, estherperel.com, which is also the name of her YouTube channel. Her Instagram is Esther Perel Official. And her most recent book is entitled The State of Affairs, Rethinking Infidelity. And she also has two podcasts, which she hasn't updated in quite some time. But the most recent one is entitled, Where Do We Begin? So you can go and check that out. And I have all the links to everything I just mentioned, along with the link to the entire talk, which will all be in the show description. And lastly, if you'd like to hear more talks with Esther, you can go to the show description and look at her previous episode section, where there'll be a list of all the past episodes that we feature her on the show. And the two most popular episodes were episodes number 137 and number 56. So you can go back and check that out. All right. If you like the show, please don't forget to follow, share or rate it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts or your preferred podcast player app. I thank you for it. I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll see you back here tomorrow. So until then. Stay strong. Later.